This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1516. It's a shame to focus on perfection when you learn English. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 150 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection. With your American host, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Colorado and New York City, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. Today, we get a listener question about how to use the word shame. We dive into the topic from a bunch of different angles. Find out how to use this powerful word today. This podcast is sponsored by Indeed. As a business owner myself, I've learned that the most important key to success is having a great team, but it can be time consuming reading through tons of resumes. Need to hire a great candidate at your company? Why not eliminate the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so that you can connect with candidates faster. Just in the minute that I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash A-E-E. Just go to Indeed.com slash A-E-E right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash A-E-E. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Aubrey, welcome to All Ears English. Fancy (laughs) meeting you here. (laughs) Guys, um, Aubrey and I are here today. And you know what? We're going to be here again tomorrow. Um, But yeah, we're just, we're doing something new. Usually, guys, Aubrey and I work together on the the IELTS energy side. You've heard us separately on the All Ears English side, but hey, it's us two today. So hello. Yes, hello. It's always fun to be on the Allers English podcast and so fun to be here with you today, Jessica. And we have a really fun topic today. I'm excited about this. This is a fascinating topic today, guys. I cannot wait to hear what you think about it. Comment on the blog, shout out to us on Instagram, anywhere. Let us know about today, okay? So let's start off by reading the email that prompted today's episode. Um, Aubrey, do you want to read that email from a fantastic listener? Yes. So it says, hello, Lindsay from Jordan. Thanks for your podcast. It really helps to improve my Oliver English experience. I was listening to your episode that's titled, Is Bad Always Bad in English? And I have a question about using the phrase, it's a shame. As on the beginning, I thought it's not a lovely way to use it while connecting with others. But after some research, it shows other meanings. Thanks, Allah. Good that- question. 
Yes, that is so interesting. So guys, um, he is talking about episode 1482 of All Ears English. Um, and there's another All Ears English episode 1204 that talks about how to show sympathy, because that is something today's phrase does, right? So we can say, that's too bad. But we can also say, that's a shame. So that's a shame that we often say that if you're showing sympathy to someone. Exactly, right? Those are both really native natural expressions. If someone has told you something that is too bad, that's sad, that you feel bad for them, that's a great thing to say, just to say, oh, that's too bad or that's a shame. Exactly. And guys, the reason why having these phrases is so important for you guys to connect with other people, because this is how we form those deeper connections, guys, by showing empathy, not like just saying like, oh, (laughs) whatever, right? You want to show that you are listening to this other person, but you also care about what they've experienced, about what they're telling you. So if they're sharing something that is negative, that has upset them, that is not great, you need to be there for them, right? Support them as a friend, Um, whether it's a coworker or a new friend, an old friend. You guys can use this phrase. You can say, oh, that's a shame. I usually, I usually, use it with that's like so for example if you're like oh my car won't start (laughs) I have to take it to the mechanics I'm like oh that's a shame I was really looking forward to the road trip this weekend yes and if you were to say something more formal like that is very unfortunate that that happened to you it could be a little awkward whereas if you say something a little less formal more building that bond that connection of your friendship like these that's a shame it it does make that connection. It feels more comfortable between you. The empathy feels real. Exactly. And I, and I'm going to tag on to that comfort use of this phrase because this is another way to show emotions that I think could be more comfortable for some people, right? So for example, um, say you and your friend had, um, you were supposed to go on a walk today at 2 p.m. or whatever, um, and your friend can't make it, right? Um, then you, instead of being like, oh, I'm sad I can't see you. I mean, that's weird. <laughs> we wouldn't say that. Um, and I know like, even if you are sad, maybe you don't want to tell someone you're sad. So just say, you know what? It's a shame that we can't go on our walk today. And like, honestly, guys, 100% honest, I do say that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. Or if you missed something in the past, in the recent past, you could say like, it was a shame that we missed the show last night. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is, I mean, it's not super heavy, these interactions, guys. I mean, we're not talking about like deep problems. Okay. And I think that is important to note too. Like, when do we use this phrase? Um, It's about stuff that like kind of sucks, but isn't going to hurt you long term. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good like, point. Oh, I didn't see the TV show last night. Like, all no. right. But like, oh, that's a shame. Like, it would have been nice, but it's not crazy important. That's a really good point. You would not say this. Like, if someone let you know that their grandmother passed away, it would be inappropriate to be like, what a shame. Because oh my God, that's that be something terrible. that is, yeah, is bigger, is more sad. And uh, this is something that, like you said, is for, for more lighthearted things, more temporarily passing. You wouldn't say it to really express sympathy for someone's loss. 
Exactly. Precisely. Okay. I think that's really important, guys. We want you to connect. That is our number one priority. And knowing when to use this phrase, and more importantly, when not to use it. I think that is very important. Um, Okay. So we got that phrase down. I think we're all clear on that phrase. It's a shame. That's a shame. But what about by itself, the word shame? It becomes more serious. Yes, right? If you're going to say that you felt shame for something, this has a very different meaning than embarrassment. Like if you're embarrassed for something kind of silly that happened, um, there's a different meaning. Shame is more like guilt you feel for something pretty serious that you did that you regret, something huge. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, I mean, let's give some examples. So um, if I spilled some water on your phone... (laughs) And it was ruined. I could be like... (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Or, and then like, so yeah, let's talk about the order we'd actually use these words. So I spill the water on your phone and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed I did that. I am so sorry. And then maybe a little bit later, you could be like, oh my God, my phone still won't turn on. And then I could say, oh, I feel guilty. What can I do? Can I buy you a new one? Like, what can I do to make up for that? Um, and still, guys, none of this process no. would I bring in the word shame. But right? because, if like, you like intentionally phone. took my phone and right. chucked it at the wall in anger or <laughs> at me and injured me, you know, if we were like fighting and that right. were to happen, that's something you could feel shame about. If it were like, I behaved inappropriately, I feel shame for my actions because it was big and and I'm I feel terrible about what I did. Extreme and Extreme. traumatic. I want to attach these two words to the word shame because this is how big this word is usually, right? Um, yeah, totally. Or like, what if I, <laughs> what if I like st- w- stole all of your, uh, or like, what if I like hacked into your Facebook and then I posted something identity. that would like totally embarrass you that was like a lie mm. or whatever? Like, that's, sh- that is a shameful action. <laughs> yes, right? If it's something, if, if it's an action, you made a good point that could cause someone else trauma or right. where you experience trauma yourself. So that's where shame becomes involved. Like I feel shame because there was some kind of emotional trauma, either because of my action or someone else's. Totally. So guys, like knowing these really negative connotation to these words Oh my gosh, the level that you can connect with other people. I can tell you my closest friends right now in life, we talk about these deep, dark feelings, right? Um, yeah. And so guys, like this is, this is great. I hope you have friends that you can actually discuss these feelings with um, or a therapist. Okay. <laughs> there so <you> go. <laughs> there are some other expressions other though with shame. Let's move on from this a dark but useful definition. What are some other expressions we use this word in? Hey guys, go ahead and hit subscribe now wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss a single episode of All Ears English or any of our bonus episodes. If you are not subscribed, you might miss one of these episodes. So hit subscribe now wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks, guys. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So sometimes um, people will say shame on you or shame yeah. on someone, right? Like, oh, shame on you for hitting your little brother. I actually don't use this at all. I, I It might be very cultural or how you were raised, but for me to say shame on you to someone is, would be a terrible thing to say to someone. <laughs> I don't want I, them to feel trauma. I agree. I totally agree. I feel like this is something my parents would have said. Um, like, shame on you. That's really like you're talking to a toddler. You know yes. what I mean? Like, and it's not great. It's not good. Right. I don't recommend using this word. I use it jokingly. Playfully. I do. Yes. Right? Um, cause again, like we've discussed the really big uh, connotations of this word. So that's why we don't want to traumatize our young people by being like, <gasps> shame, you right. know, like, no, don't feel shame. Feel pride. Um, if anything, feel a little bit embarrassed and then solve the problem and move on. Like, yeah. let's, let's work on feeling good and not bad. I think that's our job as parents. But right? I do and the same thing. I use that. it playfully where I'll say like, yeah. oh, shame on you for leaving before I got to that party, you know, or yeah. just like, totally. shame on you. If someone does something just it, only silly, I would never do it um, to make someone feel real shame. <laughs> and you know what else? Like, I would also say it to a friend who I don't think should feel shame or embarrassed. So for example, if a friend is like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed that I w wore this shirt or whatever. And like, I think it's not a big deal. It doesn't matter. I could be like, oh, shame on you for looking so pretty. Yeah. And like, <laughs> sort of using it ironically, right? To make someone feel better Full if sarcasm. they feel bad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. So there's <laughs> And a famous expression, I'm sure you've heard oh, this gosh. one, that's um, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, right? So it yeah. just means like, I might fall for something one time and, you know, it's a bummer that you tricked me. But if I fool for the same thing again, then that's my own fault, right? Right. <laughs> Which um, was very famously messed up by <laughs> George Bush. Do you remember that? Oh, my God. How could I not? Um <laughs> There was even, I remember, um, the show's our age, but I, I remember, uh, after the, George Bush's presidency, the son, right? The junior, um, there were like whole entire calendars and books that came out of Bush isms because he was famous for kind of stumbling over his words. And I'm not shaming him. Okay. I stumble over my words, but oh, this sure. is like we a funny thing that happened. Um, yeah. So he, George Bush was trying to say this, um, in a speech, that phrase that Aubrey just said, it's long. I don't blame him for messing it, it is up. long. But he kind of sure. got lost in the middle and he was like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, sh shame, shame on you. And he was just like, <laughs> what shame he, said on was, you. he was like, fool me twice, you, you can't fool me again. <laughs> he just like lost the end of it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so funny. It's so great. Um, okay, so we have so oh, just one more um, important thing to note here because this is something terrible that's happening that I think we should talk about. And it does connect to this word today of shame, but it is attached to nouns to talk about bullying and making people feel bad, which happens, of course, on social media when people are anonymous. So 
body shaming, for example, making someone feel bad because they're not super skinny, because they don't have the body that you think they should. Um, of course, you can tell by the way I'm talking about this. It's like one of the most horrible things. Yeah, exactly. It's really terrible when this happens. And it's really common, a lot more like you were saying now, when people can be anonymous. And even, um, so this has happened to people I know where they know each other, but because you're not saying something face to face, like through text or Instagram, they'll even say it to someone they know personally, because totally. you still have the anonymity of not being face to face, something they would never say to someone's face, they feel comfortable texting or something, which is so, so terrible. Uh, I want to lighten this up by telling you guys the opposite of this, which is something we talk about a lot now, thank goodness, and I want you guys to talk about this, is body positivity. So this is the other side of that coin, guys. You will see people um, like on TikTok, for example. Maybe someone who doesn't have the whatever you think the perfect body is, and this person does not care, and they are dancing, and they are so happy, and you see the comments on their TikTok video and about how body positive this is. It doesn't matter, guys. Like, you do you. Be body positive. Do what you want. Be happy. (laughs) Yes. And I think a lot of companies are making great strides with this by having a lot more representation in their advertising for example, to have, you know, representing all types of bodies, bodies that you actually see out in the world so that people do see representation of what they look like so that body positivity is more generally happening. Just, I don't want to get too far off topic here, um, but I'm, we are watching a documentary series on Disney Plus called uh, Marvel 616. Um, it's amazing, guys. I highly recommend it. But James and I just watched one last night about how um, females and people of color, what their connection to the comics industry has been throughout history. And they were interviewing an African-American um, comic book artist, and she was saying that She was only drawing white characters at first, and she had to ask herself why. You know what Mm, I mean? So this idea of examining your own assumptions, your own habits, and turning that to a positive. Like, she intentionally um, includes characters of color and uh, non-traditional characters now. So anyway, Marvel 616 (laughs) – it's amazing. Yeah, check it out. Well, it's interesting because once upon a time in the not, you know, in the not so distant past, that would be all maybe that she would be able to sell and know that for sure would be picked up by a major network. True. Whereas now it's amazing to see the strides that are being made in media where that's not the case anymore. So thank goodness things are going in the right direction for, you know, body positivity and media and film representation everywhere and All of our listeners, I know a lot of you are working in those fields. So that's a tribute to all of us that are making efforts to make things better in the world. I love it. Um, And so just coming back to this idea of noun plus shame, we do use it in other ways, unfortunately. But whenever you make someone feel bad about something, right, Um, you could call that mom shaming, for example. Mom shame is a thing. Both of us have experience, right? (laughs) I know, right? Just. If ever, yeah. like, your kids are on screen and someone finds out how, or something, that just those little negative comments to mom shame Ugh. you, if they feel like kids shouldn't be on screen at all or something, it's true. That's the worst. Parents are so judgy. Like, it's yes. really... 
It's just like I sometimes have, like I do like pick and choose what I'll talk to other parents about sometimes because I know like maybe they won't agree with a parenting choice. So I'm just not going to tell them because right. I know that they'll parent shame me. Right. <laughs> totally. All right. Um, any other last notes about the word shame, Aubrey? I think it's interesting just the expression to put someone to shame, which is also yeah. pretty lighthearted. If someone's really good at a skill, you can say like, oh, that basketball player puts everybody else to shame. We use this one a it. lot. Yeah. And it's it's so interesting how that word shame can either have really awful negative connotations or I'll be in other expressions that don't at all, depending on the context. I think I think if we could um, just sort of take take away from what we've shared today, if shame is in a longer phrase, it can be fun. <laughs> the shorter it is, the worse it is. Yes, you know what I mean. Right. Like if we go down to two words, body shaming horrible. Go down even one more level, just the word shame itself, even the worse. Worst. So <laughs> I think the more words, the more, the more Throw positive it, in a big it long is. So sentence. You're good. Pop it up to three words. Put someone to shame. Guys, think about what are you so good at? I want you to be positive about this, right? And be like, you know what? My videos put all other people to shame or whatever. Um, and don't, you know, be like super braggy about it, but if we are using our um, lighthearted way of delivering it, guys, oh my gosh, be proud. So guys, the takeaway from today, first of all, be proud. Don't put shame on anybody else. That's the second takeaway, which listeners, we know you won't because you guys are all great. Um, and try to use these words. I would love to see you use these words. Again, where can do you do that? Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Um, you can leave a comment on this blog post, allersenglish.com. This is episode 1516. You can also comment on one of our YouTube videos. But guys, somehow get across your practice of the word shame, but in a positive way. Yes. And if you guys haven't ever heard us, Jessica and I on the IELTS Energy Podcast, you got to come check it out. Wherever you find your podcast, wherever you find this podcast, come sign up, subscribe to the IELTS Energy Podcast and check it out, especially if you're going to prepare for IELTS anytime in the future. Uh, yeah. And even if you're not, I mean, come on over. We have know, so we much teach fun Lots of great there. vocabulary for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aubrey. Well, oh my gosh. So much fun. I hope we get to do this again more in the future. I know. Me too. So fun. I will see you <laughs> next time. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. If you are taking IELTS this year, get your estimated band score with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.